As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to Boobies and Newbies, brought to you by the Frolic Podcast Network. podcast that asks novice romance readers to think outside the dick in the box and brave the unbridled world of erotica. I'm your host Kelly Reynolds and today Becky Feldman, host of the Too Stupid to Live podcast, is back once again. Hi, I'm back. Am I interrupting your intro? Oh no, no, that <laughs> oh, okay, was good. perfect. I was, I was trying to do my poor version of uh, rapping. That's like oh, yeah. some shady, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm, back. I'm back. Back, back, once, once again. again. I mean, that's all I really know that was from great. it. That was great rapping. Thank you so much. <laughs> this is why I leave it to Eminem and not me. Like, sure. I know we're both white, but yeah. I'm really white. I mean, <laughs> sure. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, I'm so glad to have you back for round two of the Blue Water Billionaires Book oh, Club. Oh, man. I am so excited to be here. I'm excited, but I'm also sad that, like, this series is now over oh, for us. I am bummed. I'm so bummed. Yeah. I I'm feel, like, yeah. I'm secretly hoping that there's going to be, like, a Blue Water Billionaires spinoff series where all of the the help in yeah. all of the books we read get like their romance like for sure oh, um in the, in one of the recent ones we read that we'll talk about today it was alessandro he needs a romance i was like i need to see him get down with it yeah and jane um, jane emily's oh. bodyguard they could hook up that'd oh, be bodyguard, hot bodyguard. yeah i finishing these books i felt that letdown when you finish like a netflix binge yes. you know and i'm i just like my heart is dead <laughs> especially now with like everything on netflix like i feel like it'll be listed as like a limited mini series yeah. and then you finish it and you're like oh that was so good like mm-hmm. i'm so sad it's over yeah and then you hear they're making a season two and you're like 
okay, I'm equal parts excited, but also like, why? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it was so good. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm so curious because season two of You is coming out soon. Yeah. And I loved season one. But that show was crazy. I loved it yeah. too. Oh, it was nuts. It was nuts. But I'm just yeah. sort of like, hmm, are we just going to do it again? I know. I'm kind of like, how are they going to do that? I'm, right. kinda, I'm interested. But like, how... How's right. that going to happen? Like, Ten Badgley is just going to stalk more women. Yeah. Which, I mean, I, I won't complain about watching more Penn Badgley. Like, I'm okay with it. But yeah. still, yeah. I am, um, you know, I feel like there's only so much we can do with that. Agreed. Absolutely agreed. Yeah. yeah. The other series I'm thinking of, too, that I've been watching on Netflix was that new Paul Rudd series that Oh, is did. it good? I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. I, like, for the life of me, cannot think of... The title, it's something like Living With Myself. Yeah, I think that's what it, it is. is living, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's all about like him and his clone and how like Love he it. was supposed to die and his clone was supposed to live, but like they both lived. So now they have to coexist. That's and awesome. It has the weirdest fucking ending, but, um, or is it? You know, like, so oh, yeah. it's, it's one mm-hmm. of those ones where I'm like, if this is the ending, like, hmm. But yeah. if this is like only the beginning, mm-hmm. hmm, like it's, yeah. it's a it's a hmm moment on I both sides. Hope so. so that's that's a similar feeling that I'm having about the Blue Water Billionaires. No, God, it's bittersweet, right? Like, yeah, it's, it's bittersweet. So good, but yeah. we don't want to say goodbye to the vajillionaires. No. <laughs> That's how I feel. That's how heart feels. <laughs> I like that yours is a <laughs> and mine's a hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like what we're saying probably better. What the noises we are making, yeah. I think, fully encapsulates. Right. Our Why feelings. put it into words when, it's when like, <laughs> a half-hearted noise yeah. to go along instead? Like, yeah, I agree with you. Now, before we get started with our reading material today, I have to make a quick announcement, and that's to say that Boobies and Newbies has officially joined the Frolic Podcast Network. Woohoo! Becky and I are like pumping fists yeah, in my dancing. dining room. Or jerking off yeah, invisible you know, dicks. Could go either way. <laughs> this is why it's a podcast, not a video. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm very excited to be a part of this network alongside Too Stupid to Live. I mean, this is going to be a love fest. Oh, gosh, it really is. And anybody who's a romance reader, if you're a rom-com watcher, this is the network that you definitely want to check out because we are in great company of men and women who are creating podcasts where they review more romance novels. There's interviews with authors. There are um, rom-com review shows. I mean, there's there's really a little bit of everything. I know you have several friends that are also on the network too. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. I mean, there's, there's so many, like, and it, it's like, it's all different. You know, it's yeah. not just like the same type of like romance podcast. There's no. like so many different facets about about like not even romance but like pop culture. Yeah. And I think that like yeah, there's something out there for anyone. Yeah. I'm I'm taking a road trip this week and I'm very excited that I'm going to throw on like my frolic podcast network playlist and just sort of like meet everybody by listening to them yeah yeah I encourage everybody to check it out frolic.media they've got the whole list of podcasts up there the most recent episodes info on where to stream them and everything so please 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 check it out because this is the opportunity for independent podcasters like ourselves to you know 
make a little money, maybe, <laughs> maybe. And, you know, still continue to produce awesome content, which of is course. the goal. Yeah. But also, you know, get a, get a little bit, a little bit back. Yeah. And just like join a great community. I yeah. think it's a, just, it's a great group of men and women. Oh, totally. Involved. Totally. Yeah. And then the only other thing I want to announce is that coming up in December, we're looking at our 12 Days of Boobs Miss episodes. Oh, I am so excited. Oh, gosh. Yeah, prepare yourselves. I've got the guests lined up. I've got the uh, the novellas. We're doing 12 holiday novellas. Oh All in the month of December, there will be 12 holiday giveaways. Nice. I love me some giveaways. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's uh, including some of our new swag that we've got in the Boobies and Newbies line of merchandise that you'll find on Zazzle.com. Um, if you, for some reason, are not finding the link isn't working for you, because I know Becky messaged me to say that she was like, I need to get a bag, but the link isn't like taking me to bags. But like, keep in mind, my podcast is called Too Stupid to Live. <laughs> no, and it was you. like, it was totally, I was just like, what's this, a mouse? Like, I, <laughs> oh wait, it's not coming up on my computer screen. And no, I was looking, I was looking at a dinner plate. So, yeah, you know, <laughs> dinner plate. This is what you're working with. <laughs> when in doubt, if you just literally go to zazzle.com and you Google boobies and or newbies or boobies and newbies you know the complete package Mm -hmm. it will come out i i have them labeled as vagina tote bags i'm so excited penis mugs you know so i mean i'm I'm taking advantage of that pg-13 mature rating y'all like you go for it go for it so you know we'll be giving some of that away for boobs and the giveaways but it is there to purchase for You or the romance novel lover in your life. And the more impressionable children you have, <laughs> the younger they are, right. get more stuff teach about. Them teach them young. young. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get down to the dirty. So hopefully we're welcoming back a lot of the listeners who joined us for the first round of the Blue Water Billionaires Book Club, which, by the way, I just am now realizing the initials for are BBBC, which I'm like caught between like, oh yeah, the BBC Network. Oh. Or then also like um, Big Black Hawk Porn. Yeah. So I'm just mm-hmm. like, what did, what is the other B? Like the Blue Water Big Black Hawk Porn? Like, like billionaire. Billionaire. We need to get that Dude. Okay, there you go. There's our spinoff series yeah. is the, instead of Blue Water Billionaire Book Club, we have our Billionaire Big Black Cocks. Yeah. I would read I'm that. Here for, I'll try. <laughs> I'm here for it. I'd read it and I'd do it. Yeah. You know, and now that I think about it, as much as, as excited as we were about female billionaires, I can't say, I don't know if I've really read that many billionaire romances where the billionaire is a person of color. Uh, I think I have, but I can't, I mean, I can't recall, but yes. Yeah. I mean, usually it is white white men who are billionaires and that's like, you know, it is. Yeah. (laughs) And it's like, why do I want to read like what billionaires, well, no, I actually, I love all billionaire books. I loved so many of of billionaire books I've read, but let's like, why do I want to read billionaires about like billionaires that are real you know what I mean right. and it's, it's like, like too close to home a little bit and it's like oh and it's my point is I think what my point is, is billionaires if you're listening be like the vajillionaires <laughs> if you need a role model of how to be a billionaire these bitches got it read these books yeah. because like everything that they do is like the exact opposite of what current billionaires do For and they're real. like ruining 
society. Yeah, I mean, we talked about this plenty in our first round oh, yeah, of the right, Blue Water yeah. Billionaires Book Club mm-hmm. is that not only do these women have money and, like, they use it wisely uh-huh. and we get to see what it is that they do to, you know, earn this money, mm-hmm. but they also don't flaunt their wealth, yeah. which is still in the next two books we're going to be talking about today. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite things about the series is yeah. they just, they use their money well, they they're, give back. Yeah, they're altruistic, they're oh, philanthropists. God, I love them. And it's like, that. I mean, that also, like, obviously there's a fantasy here and they live these idealized lives and it's like one of like an ideal life is giving back and being able to give back and it was like it was that role models exactly hashtag goals yeah the jillionaire goals the jillionaire goals okay hopefully if you already joined us for the first episode in the blue water billionaires book club you know that we already discussed the first two books in this four book series The first one being The Price of Scandal by Lucy Score. The second one being The Mogul and the Muscle by Claire Kingsley. I still love that the mogul is like in the title of a book. Yeah, so great. So sexy. The mogul. And muscle. Yeah, all of it. (laughs) All of it. And so today we're going to be reviewing the second two books in the series, books three and four, by Catherine Nolan and Pippa Grant. The first one we'll be talking about is Wild Open Hearts by Catherine Nolan, followed by Crazy for Loving You by Pippa Grant. All four books are out. All four books are available on Amazon for a very decent price. Um, I was happy to see that as of Pippa Grant's book release, all four books were in the top 100 on Amazon Kindle. Yes, congratulations. That's just fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And well-deserved. Very well-deserved. Totally. Like, I cannot recommend this series enough. And you know what? It's one of those ones where, again, you don't have to read it in order. um, But by doing so, you know, you meet more characters. You Mm -hmm. get to know them. They reference things that, you know, you, you understand as it goes on. Like, by the time you get to the fourth book, you already know that our heroine, Daisy, has a dick-shaped swimming pool yeah but you appreciate it even more Um, in this book yeah oh I love the order we read I could talk about it all day but anyway yes yeah dick pool dick Dick pool that's your fave yeah take a dip in the dick pool (laughs) Becky and I were lucky enough to receive advanced reader copies of all four books in the series so thank you to the authors your assistants your publishers everybody for that um yeah we we were so thrilled to be a part of this it makes me feel special and yes yes, it's great oh gosh it's so good and I'm so happy to now say that I'm a part of all of the authors Facebook groups oh yeah yeah they by the way have a fantastic following of people so um you'll be hearing some of the comments that some of you submitted in our book club events on Facebook in this episode so thank you for participating for your shout outs for listening We appreciate it. We know you love the books as much as we do. So, all right. So I think we should just get down to it. Please. Yeah. We're going to kick things off with Wild Open Hearts by Catherine Nolan, uh, who, by the way, is just the cutest darn thing ever. Like, Catherine, you rock a pair of, like, thick-rimmed glasses like nobody's business. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. I... Agreed. Oh, God. And she posted this great thing in her group about how she had, like, this kind of hot fling with this guy that was like in the army or something and he was younger and I was like oh girl you get it like yeah that's hot yeah super hot I saw lots of pictures of them when they were at um that independent authors oh yeah last weekend and Mm -hmm. oh it looked like so much it looked like fun and I was happy I love Philly I grew up outside Philly (sighs) and I was like 
I haven't been. They're so lucky. It's a great city. And you know what? If I had known earlier or if I was like much more adventurous than I actually am and I I wish I was that person that was like, let's get on that plane and go, Mm -hmm. you know? Oh, yeah. I would have gone. Listen, there's always going to be more. Yeah, exactly. So we will be there and we will make it happen someday. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Let me give everyone the brief Amazon synopsis for Wild Open Hearts so you can fall in love with Luna just like we did. Luna DeRosa is America's vegan best friend. The self-made billionaire is a flower-crowned hippie whose Instagram feed is as popular as Wild Heart, her vegan makeup company. When she's not changing the cosmetics industry, she's dazzling her online fans with kombucha recipes (laughs) until Wild Heart is caught in a scandal destroying her reputation as a cheerful do-gooder. Beck Mason is the prodigal son of Miami's most notorious biker gang. Oh, so hot. I know. (laughs) So panty melting. That's it right there. That's it. (laughs) But Beck left his criminal family to start Lucky Dog, rescuing dogs who need the most help. Except the surly ex-outlaw never realized leading a struggling nonprofit with a ragtag crew would be so damn hard. They're in dire need of cash and fast. Okay, in comes Luna. Luna believes working at Lucky Dog will fix her image problem and get Beck the money he needs. It's a win-win, right? Except Beck doesn't like the sunny, free-spirited, okay, beautiful billionaire. He sure as hell doesn't trust Luna not to use him just to make herself look good. Sure, Beck's grumpy. Love it. Mm -hmm. The best. Grumpy biker. Love it. Stubborn pride and meat-eating ways irritates Luna even though his big heart and big beard combo is dangerously sexy. Like, could this guy get any hotter? I'm sorry, like, motorcycle, gives back to dogs. Yeah, yeah, I mean... Grumpy and a beard. He's all, he checks all the boxes. All of them. Yeah. All of them. And they really shouldn't have shared the kiss to end all kisses on the back of his motorcycle one night. Well, I said, could he get any hotter? There you go. That kiss, man. I think about it all the time. Yeah, still to this day. Yeah. But as the bohemian billionaire and the burly biker give into their electrifying attraction, will their differences keep them apart or will they finally learn to trust their wild hearts? Author's note from Catherine Nolan. Big grumpy bearded hero, happy-go-lucky hippie heroine, snarky banter, opposites that don't so much attract as combust, (laughs) motorcycle sex, steamy Miami nights, Four lady billionaire best friends, all the rescue dogs, major heart feels. Yeah, that's that. That is the book. This is a book where if I if I like hadn't been asked to read this book, if I hadn't known that we were reading this entire series, if I had just picked this up and read the synopsis, there is no way I would not have read this. Book. Oh my god! Yeah, like this has you said it. This checks. All my boxes. Mm-hmm. Every single thing I am looking for in a romance. I mean, am I crazy about the fact that she's like vegan? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> but, you know, I also yeah. live in Los Angeles, so I understand. Mm-hmm. I think they did like a good, like, they they did a good, good compromise of Absolutely. a vegan dating a non-vegan. Yeah. You know? yeah. And, and that yeah. was actually a really interesting kind of um, point of discussion in the book, too, is, mm-hmm. you know... Um, when it starts very quickly, in fact, I think it's the very first page when Luna Mm -hmm. finds out that her company, which she prides herself on being vegan, cruelty-free, and everything, that they've been sourcing materials from another company where 
they have been breaking those rules. Yeah. And she's, you know, devastated, but, you know, she she knows that um, there, there were some things that she posted on Instagram mm-hmm. years prior that basically shamed people for not being vegan. Yeah. And that's so real, too. Like, yeah, I felt like this book felt like the most, um, I don't want to say realistic but it did bring up issues that I think like non-billionaires and bikers deal with Mm -hmm. and one being what I loved about Luna is that like she kind of accepts like okay for the past 10 years I've been this Instagram star I've been the head of this company right and I was really focusing on myself and I wasn't thinking about my values you know as I became more successful and I think that's something that happens when you become so successful and like your dreams come true you kind of forget about giving back and it wasn't even really herself she was focused on it was like this image of herself that she had created on Instagram Mm -hmm. and you know, just as, like, this face of the company and, like, this persona, this character that people, mm-hmm. you know, listen to. I mean, it's the same thing. We I actually just had a book club meeting the other day where we were talking about a self-help book. And we kind of had mixed feelings on them where some people were just like, I don't like self-help books at all. Mm-hmm. And we were, you know, asking, well, like, why? What is it? And she's like, well, it's not really about the books. It's just that so many of these times... I don't know who this person is that's offering me help and why mm-hmm. should I believe them? Like what what is it that you have that you've accomplished that you can like, you know, teach me? You don't know me. Like, you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. And that's that I mean, I, I think you you definitely hit it where it's this is a very, I feel like the most current or like topical mm-hmm. of the books, um, in that you can bring it down to where you don't have to be a billionaire to like buy into the fact that this happens every day. Yeah. Like we, we live in a city that is built on people's fakeness. Yeah. And I mean, I think like a lot of us, myself included, we're handcuffed to Instagram. We're oh, handcuffed absolutely. to Twitter. And she is like, it's such a huge part of her life. And, um, it, and you don't realize it until no. something bad happens, until you're yeah. involved with a scandal. And it's just like, oh my God. Yeah, so pervasive. We live through the filter. We do. It's, it's, you know, you go and you see a concert or Mm -hmm. take a picture and it's, you put out what you want people to see, not how it actually is. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh God, if that isn't real and that isn't Los Angeles, like, I don't know what is. Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, we're all guilty. I don't want to say we're all guilty of it, but I know I am for sure. Yeah. To some extent, I think it, like her trajectory, like, is very relatable like yes. she we like I, I who hasn't like been in a part of their life where they're just like so focused on themselves that they haven't had an opportunity in a while to you know leave their own body and like right. you know folk like get stop you know I don't know like tunnel vision just you yeah like just see outside of it and, and yeah it's, and it's um you know I mean it's not that I would even call her selfish. It's not that I would say she's she's not a bad person. No. Like I mean yeah. that's you know, it's it's one of those things where um she she really has great intentions start mm-hmm. to finish. Like she just is, you know, all about her company and like she's devastated by the fact that she finds out she's basically been lying not realizing mm-hmm. it, but then feeling guilty about the fact that she should have, that she should have been paying mm-hmm. more careful attention to what her business is creating and 
how they're giving money back. Oh my gosh, we haven't been giving money back the way I wanted to. I yeah. wanted to start this foundation. I never did it. Yeah. You know, it's it's all the stuff that gets set to the back burner. Like, oh, mm. I'll have time to do this. I'll have time to do this. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like we all, I don't know, like I certainly have been there where you like have, you, you face this realization in your life where, oh my God, I don't think I'm the person that I wanted to be 10 years ago. Like right. I, not that it has, like, you know, there's financially or whatever, but there's also like, oh, I... I wished I, like, 10 years ago, I wish I would become a person who, like, you know, is altruistic and goes mm-hmm. out more. And, and but or whatever you thought you would be in your early 20s, yeah, when you reached in your 30s, you're just like, oh, whoa, am I, am I that person that, that I, my ideal self, you know? And then yeah. you're like, I don't know, you have to, like, build, you know, whatever. I'm talking, <laughs> about, I'm talking about my own midlife crisis where, quarter life crisis yeah, where no, I was like oh my god yet. I'm like not what I wanted to be in terms of like my attitude you know what yeah. I mean well, I was like oh and honestly I mean I feel like it doesn't help the fact that we set these unrealistic expectations for ourselves absolutely that yeah. just are so so oh god like I mean mm. I feel like we measure everything by success but yeah. there's not a specific way a universal way to measure success. Absolutely, so yeah. how do you do that, you know? And something to remember is that she became a billionaire. Like, they all became billionaires really young. Yeah. Like, could you imagine us at 23 years old oh, being billionaires? Like, no. I would, I, I, like, I, like, I wouldn't know what to do with that amount of money. Like, I, I didn't even understand. know how to pump gas <laughs> at 23 years old. Oh, gosh. I didn't know that you're not supposed to put metal in the microwave at yeah, 23 still, years old. I still mess that one up sometimes, I'll be honest. Like, yeah, that's absolutely. for sure an error. <laughs> totally. And these people were billionaires? Yes. I know. It's she in fact I yeah. think she was one of the ones where it did seem like she was maybe a little bit earlier. Yes. Than yeah, she else. was a young a young a youngin. Yeah. As far as getting back to, you know, giving back and sort of realizing what her character arc is going to be for the story. Um Emily has a really great line actually where she says to Luna, "Rededicating yourself to your values can be a really powerful way to earn trust." Mm-hmm. And we saw that in Emily's story obviously, but it's a really nice way to think about it, too. It's just sort of like, well, yeah, you. we know that you have this company that you love and you love the message behind it, but take it all back. Strip it down. What is? What are your values? Like, why did you start this company in the first place? And mm-hmm. that is how Luna meets Beck. Beck. I love the first... I love <sighs> Beck's name because my name's Becky. Yeah. So you're like, he's part of me. He's part of me. Listen. <laughs> Again, my podcast is called Too Stupid to Live. <laughs> No, so. you, I mean, I would want, oh I like God. name Beck because my name yeah. is Becky. There you go. Mm-hmm. One and the same. Yeah. <laughs> You're basically the bearded biker that gives back to animals too. That's true. Yeah, absolutely. Again, why this is a podcast and not a video series. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah, no, okay. Beck is delicious. Beck is, he, I mean, oh God. Where do you even start with him? I mean, I mean, yeah, he's like Jax from Sons of Anarchy, yes. but he's not an asshole or like an outlaw. And like if you took him out of Sons of Anarchy world, yeah. stuck him in a nonprofit where he, you know, <laughs> gives back to animals and he yeah. hires people who used to also be in gangs like he was mm-hmm. and 
they all hang out together with their tattoos and their beards and they yeah. cuddle puppies. And they're with, yeah, they're with dogs. Like, it's just God. like, again, it's, it's an, you, you will have an orgasm without having sex. Precious. And he has a big dick. So, I mean. Oh, yeah. Big dick back. Big yeah. dick back. When I posted about Beck in our Facebook event, I even wrote, Catherine, you had me at the name Beck. <laughs> like, I have to say, too, Becky and I were talking about this before we started recording, but we're loving sort of like the one-syllable names amongst the men in these books, you know? Yeah. Beck. Jude. West. West. Dare. Derek. But I mean, I'm going to call, we call Derek Dare. I don't know if you know that. For sure. But you know what? Derek's posh, so I feel like he deserves that second syllable. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. But here's what some of you had to say about Beck if you weighed in in our Facebook event. Let's see. Brenda said his personality 100% is her fave. Joyce said his growly persona ma- masking his marshmallowy heart. Yeah, that's it. That's him to a T. Oh, that's yeah. a good one. I like that. Robin Sweeney said something similar. She said the tough exterior, but the so soft, gushy inside, plus the love of animals. Danielle and I were on the same page. She said his name caught my attention and his spirit hooked me for sure. Even Catherine Nolan weighed in and said, Beck is my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good on you. Glad yeah. you like it. I mean, that's important. You gotta love the people that you. you if you're know, writing put someone you don't like, well, that could be. Good. I, who am I to say? You know, but I feel like if you don't like them, then why would other people like them? You know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, but that's just me. Um, Tammy Becky. Tammy's oh. been so active in all of our events. Mm-hmm. Tammy Becky said his huge heart. I loved when he brings her the imperfect cookies he baked. Oh, man. That was cute. And Heather said his big, smushy heart underneath the growly shell. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there was one more. I like this one, too. Crystal said his love for dogs and the fact that he forged his own path instead of joining his parents' gang. Yeah, I mean... That's admirable. It is. And just, like, again, like, it's hard, like... To like, as in like motorcycle gang culture, just from what I know from Sons of Anarchy, the Bible, the Bible, um, <laughs> it's really hard to break away. I thought that was an interesting backstory to give him too. And you know what? Again, I'm not very familiar with Miami in general, mm-hmm. but um, that I don't know why that does feel like to me like it would be a place that would have like gang gang violence. Yes. Yeah. 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 I mean, maybe it's just because it's such a diverse city. Like I think so. I mean, look, it's a city and I think any city has its like crime. Yeah. But what was interesting is that like in other like romance novels that I've read where like characters have like really strained relationships with their parents, there's usually some level of forgiveness. Right. They find closure. But with this, what I really liked is that Beck is like, you know, you're my parents, but mm-hmm. but you're bad people and I don't want you in my life. Yeah. Which is like, again, like that, that That's is, tough. it's tough and it's like a really hard thing to have to carry with you. But I yeah. just like really enjoyed that like this book didn't really like, I don't know, kind of preach family yeah. in terms of the traditional like definition of family which is like parents who are married and like kids who you know what I mean which was so great we have a similar storyline in um the other book we're going to be discussing Mm -hmm. too along the same lines with Daisy and her grandmother yeah so Mm -hmm. I mean that's I I do what I loved a lot about these books was that in all four of them 
it didn't seem like the main focus was always on the central relationship. Yeah. And that there were these backstories for the characters, you know, like mm-hmm. whether it was um whatever was going wrong in one of their businesses mm-hmm. or you know, with Beck's background or Jude as the um the bodyguard and not getting all the information. Mm-hmm. All of the all of the like moments that are like the moments of despair between the couple where, you know, they're they're torn apart yeah. for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. None of them were like major, huge, life-altering events. Yeah. It it wasn't like, you know, the potential for somebody to die or cheat on someone. Mm -hmm. They were all very much, like, relationship things. Like, things that could happen that would definitely add some tension to a relationship, but not necessarily break up a relationship if you both loved each other and you were willing to, you know plow through it yeah because like in a way it kind of raises the stakes a little bit because it is like oh that's like a really grounded thing of like how do you be in a relationship when like especially in this where it's like it's hard you know when your partner is like richer than you are you come from different backgrounds and like it, it feels like yeah in a way like that's a good reason to break up. Right. He doesn't like, trust. So yeah. Like he doesn't trust that she's being genuine, which is like comes from a very real place and yes. like comes from like real experiences. And like she like is walking this fine line of like, I, I have this persona and I have this company. Can I really be with someone who is affiliated with like a gang, mm-hmm. you know? And it is something that's like, yeah, in the real world, they wouldn't, they wouldn't last or they, they couldn't or whatever. But in this, like, I think because they do, like, the triumph in the end is just, like, just as powerful as, like, you know, yeah. an assassination attempt thwarted. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or, like, a, more so. or like a planet blowing up. Because it is, like, oh, God, you know, you're, you're reacting in, like, a different way. I hate when planets blow <laughs> up and interfere in love. I know. Oh, it's so annoying. It's the worst. Yeah. Well, and Beck runs the sweetest little nonprofit, you know, called Lucky Dog, where he really, I mean, it kind of seems like it's like a, it's like doggy rehab, but not like sending them to rehab for drugs. Like it's, (laughs) but like, you know, they, they basically rescue dogs, you know, bring them in. And then it's like, they have a place to be until they're adopted out or like until the next step. Yeah. And like, and these dogs are like traumatized dogs. Like they have behavioral issues. They're aggressive, which... Is hard. Like, I, like, I think, like, you know, there's a lot of kill shelters that, Mm. you know, we'll put them down. But, like, there's something so great, because I mean this in the best way possible. Like, the dogs that Beck works with are, like, his life. You know what I mean? Coming from a bad thing, dealing with emotional issues, and, like, and it's Beck, but in the form of a dog. Yeah. And I mean, I don't mean that to No, diminish. no. Well, I think that's one of the things that attracts him most to Luna, you know, mm-hmm. is that she just sees how much love this gruff, bearded guy yeah. can put into working with these animals and sit in a cage with them for mm-hmm. hours on end while he's training them and they're not ready to, you know, move anywhere. He sits there with them. Yeah. Like, oh, Cause like, so precious. People, you know, would be ready to give up on these dogs, and and they don't. And they, they are patient and loving. Yeah. No, I would for sure date back. Like, I, I feel know. like he, you know, obviously there's, like, the whole thing with his background that I would be like, oh, red flag. But at the same time, mm-hmm. if you just talk to him for a second, you would see that he is just an incredible human being and he sets a great example for for Luna 
and you know for what she wants to accomplish mm-hmm. and they work together amazingly yeah. and oh god yeah I, I couldn't be happier that they get their their perfect happy ending oh, so great I do like that at one point one of his co-workers suggests that they should have a puppies and pecs calendar I know <laughs> which there are those out there yeah I feel like it's usually like with firemen or yeah. like I know that there's one that they do in Australia, I feel like, where it's like hot firemen and dogs oh, yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah I yeah, mean, yeah. I'm just, it's it's also, it's like hot men with babies and hot men with dogs. Yeah. That. Would you prefer babies, hot men with babies or hot men with dogs? Well. But I mean both. I don't want but the like, baby to be mine. Like. Okay, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean. Whose I, baby is that? <laughs> like, I, I definitely love when you see like one of those like dads at Disneyland and they've mm-hmm. got like tattoos and then they're cradling like this little bundle it's of hot. pink baby. Yeah. I'm like that is good but it's the same reason I like teaching where I'm like I like to teach your kids and then go home. Right. Away from them. Mm-hmm. So I would take the man and the dog home. I don't know if I'd take the baby home with me. But... Yeah. I think I'm a I think I'm in that at this point in my life man, uh, man dog. Yeah. I'm a man dog. That being said, I could definitely see the thing where it's like if I saw him with a baby and we were together already, I'd be like, ooh, you better put that baby inside me. <laughs> put it back thing. in me and I will <laughs> give birth to it and then it'll Again, be like yeah. once more. Anyway, we know how babies are made. Yeah, you know, just like that. Yeah. Right? Um, let's talk about Luna. Yes. Uh, some of the ways people described her, uh, and this was just one or two word descriptions. Love these. Ariana said, love and light. Joy said, colorful. Mm-hmm. Catherine Nolan said, cheerful or happy-go-lucky. Lucy Score said, stubbornly optimistic. That Oh, yeah. That's very accurate. Yeah. yeah I like that it. combo a lot. That's a good combo of words. Because that, like, she gets, her optimism gets under Beck's skin. Heather said, determined sunshine. I feel like that goes yeah. along with, what was the other one? Something optimistic. Stubborn, Stubbornly optimistic. Yeah. I can see those together. Mm-hmm. Um, open and giving was another one. Tenacious and loving. Yeah, she was she was very sweet. I mean, I I could never be vegan, mm-hmm. but if I could be vegan, I'd want to be Luna. <laughs> yeah, totally. And I mean, it also helps that she has like a chef who can like oh, make her yeah. vegan stuff. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I try to. Eat. I've been trying to like do more meatless Mondays, but it's hard. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. That's okay. What are your thoughts on, I, I had to ask the Facebook group this, I asked them a couple questions about food because I feel like food and drinks were like so heavily discussed in this story. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them was that Luna is, when she feels stressed, she goes for Fritos. That's like her go-to comfort food. And so I asked the group what their comfort food of choice was because yeah. for me, I like sort of like a salty sweet combo. So like that's why those pretzel M&Ms are like perfect for me. Yeah, I hear that. I hear you. Yeah. But I'm a sucker for Cheez-Its. I love Cheez-Its. Like the OG Cheez-Its. Oh, yeah. And then um, chocolate. Just, I mean, just like straight up chocolate. Yeah, I think I, oh, guys, before Facebook, before you answer, I'm going to answer. Oh, yeah. Um, I love, I'm an ice cream person and I think I like, um, like chocolate chip cookie dough and brownie ice Ooh, yeah. cream. Do you know what? Like the Ben and Jerry's yeah. thing. Um, 
But yeah, I but chocolate, I think, is... Yeah. And salty. I, everything you named, I think, is my comfort right? food now. I'm a salty, sweet girl. Yeah. I like it. You're I don't salty know. and you're sweet. Oh, yeah. A little bit of everything. Yeah. Well, and you know what? Okay, so like this one, Ariana, I feel like, is on the right page, too. She said... Salt and vinegar kettle chips and ice cream. Yeah, see, so, you need, you, for the sweet, you need the salty. Yeah. That's why when someone's like, oh, like, what are your comfort foods? I was like, well, I need, there's the salty and then the sweet, so I can't give you one. In that order. Yeah. <laughs> Although I have to say, I have had chocolate dipped potato chips. Oh, those are good. Which are super good. Those are good. So that's yummy. Oh, um, um we should talk about that potato chip sandwich in, um, <laughs> Crazy for loving you. We definitely yeah. will. There, you know what? There's there's definitely some callbacks in like all the books. I mean, that's again why it's so fun to read them all in order mm-hmm. is because you know you get to know the romance novelist that they they listen to while they go to see the drag show every so weekend. Great. And yeah, they mention potato chips so many times. Uh-huh. I mean, oh, God, it's so, so great. Go so great. Okay. Robin said buttery salty popcorn. Ooh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Meryl said dark chocolate or sugary cereal, like honey nut Cheerios. Oh, yeah, cereal. Mm. I always forget the, the I am comfort not, that's I'm not a cereal person. What? Yeah, I'm not, but it's it's one of those things where I feel like when I was in college, like a lot of my roommates would eat at like one AM oh, yeah. sort of thing. Same. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. See, my my would like my late night go to would be like something to do with bread, like oh yeah, toast. Mm. Yeah. Um, Lucy Score <laughs> in her typical awesomeness said alcohol and tacos. <laughs> that yeah. See, that's date food though. I don't know if that's comfort food. That's like a date. And then she said, if that doesn't work, I bring out the big guns, mashed potatoes and mac and cheese. Oh, yeah. Mac and cheese. Mac and cheese is, will always, is panacea. Panacea? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. No. And you know what I told her? I said, I am here for mashed potato, mac and cheese tacos. Like, I feel like that's like a combo. I've had potato yeah. tacos where they put like oh, mashed I potatoes love in potato tacos. tacos. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, why not just throw in some noodles and cheese? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, why I'll, not? I mean, all the dye is out for me, but I'll. Uh, <laughs> I'm not averse yeah. to trying anything. There's a few more potato chips. There's a few more chocolate responses. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely some mac and cheese. Catherine Nolan said potato chips and also chips and queso. Ooh, or yeah. sour gummy worms. That's interesting. My yeah, roommate I can see that. loves those, mm. so she would be on board with that. Mm-hmm. Melanie Fatchett, I love your response. She just says cake. Thank you, Melanie. Like, You're no, right. No further uh, explanation no, necessary. We hear you. We yeah. hear you. Brenda also says carbs and fried stuff. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> sure. 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 Better. Even better if it's like all together. Oh, yeah. Fried, Fried carb carbs. stuff. Fried carb stuff. Oh, God. And then the other question that I wanted to ask people was about kombucha because uh, it's just, it's not, it's not for me. Like, I yeah. just think of it as drinking bacteria. That, um, I mean, that's what it is. I, right. I, like... I like I do think it's beneficial. I like will sometimes drink it, but I'm not gonna lie, there's been this half bottle of kombucha <laughs> in the back of my fridge for a good year and a half now. Um because it is good for you, but yeah, the taste is like Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I see, exactly. I see, I see the point of it though. 
Of most of the people who responded, most people said yay, like, versus nay. So Yeah, I mean, it's good for you. And it's like, if I'm having, like, stomach issues, we're going to get real. If I'm having stomach issues and I need probiotics, yeah, it's That's really good. good. It's but really see, good. I'd have, like, yogurt, like, Greek yogurt or something. Yeah. I guess if, like, you have, like, if you're not in the mood for, like, dairy or yeah. if you have a dairy allergy, um... Kombucha. Can I tell you? Can I tell you? Well, I'm okay. So I know someone. <laughs> you just do it. <laughs> who um, apparently kombucha is supposed does it um affects uh, if you're on birth control. And oh. so this woman I know who or who I met years ago, she was like, "Yeah, my husband and I stopped wanting to have kids, so I went on birth control, but I still got pregnant." And and she was like, "It's because kombucha can affect um the efficacy of your birth control." No. So, if you're on birth control and drinking kombucha, um use uh, uh you know, uh, extra precautions. I guess so. Yeah, or a condom, like use a condom or whatever. Yeah, but just, you oh. know, no, FYI. My God. I know. That's fantastic. Yeah. Well, there you go. I mean, Catherine, if you need like a follow-up book that's I know. Luna's pregnancy, like it's that kombucha yeah. that just gets to her. And she named the kid kombucha. I'm just kidding. <laughs> call her Kami. Yeah, call, she named her Kami. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Most people were were pro-kombucha. There were a few responses where it was more of like, it wasn't that they didn't like it, it's that they never tried it. Mm-hmm. Or they were even maybe a little afraid to try it. I can see that. Yeah. Um, Pippa Grant, author of the fourth book in the series, her response was pretty epic. She said, my husband's kombucha got fruit flies. He's oh, been <laughs> battling them for three months, which means there's a lot of clapping and yelling in my kitchen most nights as he attacks them onesie twosie. You could play a drinking game for every fruit fly he tries to kill by hand. Not saying I've done that. Is <laughs> drinking with kombucha and then suddenly, wow, your your microbiome is uh Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's a there's like drinking kombucha, and then there's making it, which probably is a different beast unto itself. Because yeah, there's that's buying it much. at Whole Foods and pretending like you're a hipster, and that's where I picture people buying it. Oh yeah, at yeah. Whole Foods mm-hmm. or or Sprouts. That's sprouts. the other one. I don't know if that's everywhere, but we have that in LA. Sprouts. Yeah, it's basically more Whole Foods. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's all in the titles. Whole yeah. Foods and Sprouts. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just picturing a tree growing inside the store and like yeah. bottles of kombucha mm-hmm. falling off of the branches. Totally. It's just leaves and kombucha in that That's store. That's um, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But um, no, I mean, it's it's a very sweet story. You know, Luna and Beck are very different, yet I think the thing that draws them both together is that they both have similar values. Yeah. Which is what it comes down to, you know, is that, you know, if you do, they might be complete opposites, but they mm-hmm. do share something that's so integral to who mm-hmm. they are. Yeah. That it yeah. keeps them together. Absolutely. And I will say, if you're a dog person, like this mm. book, I mean, I, it really brought tears to my eyes. Um, um, so, uh, uh, I was about to say Jax. Um, Beck had this dog <laughs> that um, when he was in juvie, that like he helped train his dog Willow. And um, after. You know, he trained the dog to be given to a family, and once the Willow—I think it was Willow, right? Um, that the, sounds familiar. Yeah. Who, once Willow got adopted, he wasn't able to stay in touch with the dog. Oh. He didn't find out what happened to her, and just 
that is heartbreaking. If yeah. you're a dog person, that's like heartbreaking. And so in the end, um, when Luna tries to make things right with Beck, she's able to track down the dog oh. and and he got like updates on the dog and I was just like like yeah. I've never like Dying. I've never cried that much in a in a book where it was like a tertiary, tertiary like plot line to the yeah. love. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I cried because like, oh, are they going to get together? Aren't they going to get together? But at this, I cried because it was like the dog. Well, that was like in um, in the Price of Scandal when Emily is testing her yes. makeup on mm-hmm. like the burn victims yeah. and the uh, the woman who had been a victim of domestic violence. Mm-hmm. And it's like removing their scars. I for sure teared up. That, yeah, that, that was like, a tearjerker too. Oh yeah. god, these books, mm-hmm. these books. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah. Let's talk about let's talk about the heat. Let's talk about the sexiness. That I mean, mm-hmm. motorcycle sex. Like we said it in the description. You know, yeah. I asked everybody in all four of our uh, Facebook groups how they would rate the heat level for the story and. You know, on uh, on Boobies and Newbies, we do it out of 10, uh-huh. you know, and we call it for the sexcapades. And so, but I gave everybody sort of the option to sort of rate it as they would. You know, I don't know if they want to rate with chili peppers or <laughs> fire emojis, whatever. Uh-huh. So I was very amused, though. <laughs> um, let's see. Ariana said, I don't think anything will ever top chapter 42, like ever. And then there were five fire emojis. Followed by some wonderful GIF responses. So thank you for that. Um, Robin Sweeney gave it 10 out of 10 motorcycles. Yeah, that, that, I'm with Robin on that. Yeah. yeah. That first kiss on the motorcycle. Hello, give me that now. Um, yeah, that, I mean, God. that whole thing, that whole kiss was beautifully written. Yeah. Just from start to finish. Um, it was just like, oh, yeah, when I'm just like, Whenever, like, someone's like, oh, why should I read a romance novel? I'm just like, just read this chapter and you will see why. It was, that was just perfect. Brenda called their moment on the bike, um, nothing like a kissgasm. Yeah. And I was like, ooh, that's a good term that I'm going to have to start using more of. But yeah, kissgasm. Mm -hmm. Lucy Score, of course, scored it with tacos. Yeah, so she gave it five taco emojis plus double fire sauce. Mm-hmm. I hope those tacos are vegan. Yeah. Um. <laughs> That's steamy. Um, mm-hmm. Tammy also said that motorcycle scene was so hot. A lot of people mentioned both the motorcycle scene and then also in our spoiler thread, it was all about chapter 42. Chapter 42. That's the answer. Yeah. That is when they 69. I know. Yeah. I haven't had a 69. In life, no, okay. Well, in life <laughs> and in books, last time I had a sixty-nine was oddly recently, but like <laughs> before or after before. chapter forty-two. Yeah. <laughs> um. Maybe you were inspired. I was inspired. Yeah, I was like, yeah. oh, okay, this is a thing people are doing again. Great. Yeah, um, I have to say, like this book and Crazy for Loving You both, um, like. Oral sex is on fire in yeah. these books. Like, mm-hmm. blowjobs are fantastic. Yeah. We get a 69 in this one. We get sex in a ball pit in I mean, the other one, which yeah. I'm sorry is like one of my dreams. Like, is it really? That's Good okay. For you. That's fantastic. It's like one of those dreams that, like, I would say, but I don't know if I would actually do. Like, I've well, told people for years, like, when we were in high school, and it'd be like, oh my God, what's like the craziest place you want to have sex? I'd be like, 
bounce house. Wow. Duh. Yeah. Because I'm just like, you're already, you know, got a little rhythm going. You don't really need to put that much muscle into it because, right. because the bouncy does it for you. Yeah. So, I mean, I just associated ball pit with bounce house. Sure. And when I saw that they were fucking in a ball pit mm-hmm. and crazy for loving you, I was like, <gasps> yeah, she's seen me. Could you imagine, like, giving someone a blowjob in a ball pit and they're just juggling balls at the same time? Like, it's like, oh, because like, you know how, like, oh, I know how to juggle. And it's like, could, like, I'm just like. So many ball puns. Like, I can so just see puns. so many puns about blue balls. Yeah. Now I can't think, like, do you think there's a guy out there who can get a blowjob and, and juggle at the same time and be able to come while juggling? Guys, if you're out there and know someone That's who can do that. talent. Yeah. That's talent. That's multitasking. Mm-hmm. That's my dog on the couch playing with a toy. That's if you good. hear it in yeah. the background. Oh, good. Yeah. But yeah. He just got good. so excited with us talking about yeah. this book full of dogs. <laughs> Do you have a specific yeah. sexy moment that you'd like to share with the group here um, from the story? To read it? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. I need to um, find it. I'm so sorry. Oh, no. Um, it's all good. Yeah. The scene I've marked is when... He tells her, I want to fuck you on the rocks. And they're on the beach. And he just sort of walks her Mm -hmm. to a section with rocks. And this is also the moment where they decide to have sex without a condom, which I feel like is always like a big moment in romance novels. Yeah, I thought that was um, handled really well. Yeah, Um, yeah. Yeah. As opposed to him just like being like, yeah, let's do it. They have a discussion about being clean, being protected, mm-hmm. always sexy, at least in yeah, at least in my opinion. And then you also acknowledge that, like you know, sex without there, there's something kink, kinky, sexy about having sex without a condom. There's like a dance. I don't know. There, yeah. There's something vulnerable about it that's sexy. I can't yeah. describe why though. for sure. Although I have mixed feelings about having sex in water, especially like beach water. So I, it's, it's UTI central. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, less lube too. So I mean, that's like, um, yeah. yeah. Anyway, it's it's part of the fantasy. It is one of those ones where I'm like, yeah, like on the beach, like great. And then you the reality sets in, and you're like, yeah. mm, maybe not. But if it's as if it's as lovely as the scene is written, <laughs> then I might be on board. Uh, so let's see. I'll start here. Is that Luna begging for my cock? I teased gently. Her fingers scrambled at the rock ledge, gripping. I do anything, and you know it, she replied. I gave her a ringing slap on her ass, and she arched back, gave me a look over her shoulder so filled with lust I abandoned any other plans I had for her ass and lined up my cock right at her pussy. Luna smiled. Please, Beck. I slid the first two inches inside, giving her time to adjust. To my size, the angle, the fact that we were having sex... Sex, I believe, that would change everything. She was tight and wet. I had the impulse to slam all the way in. More, she said, and there was an edge to her voice I hadn't heard directed at me before, but I'd heard it in her office. A command. I fully seated my cock inside her. I wasn't going to survive this. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So hot. I love when characters are also like, sweet on the outside and then like they get to the bedroom and it's like I know know? there's something about like fucking dirty talk yeah Um, oh god so good yeah so good okay so this is the kiss gasm (laughs) so as like as they're kissing on his bike she's like straddling the bike and they're talking and um he he says like 
I'm not going to fuck you tonight. This is our first date, which is hot. Yes. Um, so he's like thinking, so they're like talking. So he's like saying like, this is how I think, like I'll start. He's like, I think about fucking you in your office. I want, I want that back. I mumbled, reaching a precipice, racing towards it. I was grinding on Beck Mason on his motorcycle, mindless with it, when he muttered sex fantasies into my ear. Can you picture me there under your desk? I sobbed a yes. Uh, don't you think a woman like you deserves to have a man on his knees with his mouth between her legs? So close, I chanted. Oh, God, it's too good. Nothing's too good for you, Luna, he praised. Fuck me, sweetheart. Take what you deserve. He gripped my cheeks and slammed our mouths together. It was the kind of kiss that obliterated your senses. It sent stars spinning and waves crashing as I climaxed. Aftershocks burst like pops of color while I sucked in heaving gulps of the human night air. And then Beck, pulling me hard to his massive chest and holding me, stroking my naked, slick slick skin, kissing my temple. When our eyes finally met, my heart leapt with pure, unfiltered joy. While my brain said, uh-oh, Beck Mason had, give, had given me the first kiss to end all kisses after a surprise first date that both delighted and comforted me. After weeks of watching his shy grins, his kind actions, his true heart, all the many ways he moved throughout the world with real compassion. He performed beautiful deeds for this world every day, on purpose and without an audience. Uh-oh, my body was shifting releasing the lust of the heady arousal, welcoming even more feelings for him. I was falling, I was sure of it. What else could I what else could explain this weightlessness? Beck's thumb traced my bottom lip. For the record, Luna, that's how I show a woman how I feel. Fireworks. Mm. Oh my Oh my god. I was just like panties melt off body now yeah i mean it was just like the end of and like how he says it and it's just like he there's something like there's such a confidence in it that you don't really see you know what i mean and like yeah and it's refreshing because it's different from her character where she's not it's not that she's arrogant Mm -hmm. but that she's confident you know with like this image that she's put out there and everything and that by the end of it He's the one that's acting as a spokesperson for his own company. Yeah. And when he's out there and he's telling these stories and talking about Lucky Dog, you're like, I will give you whatever you want. Like, you want money? You got it. You want volunteers? My ass will be there. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. oh, I could listen to... It's so sexy to see somebody, especially, especially a man who, you know, is quiet on the shy side... To see him, like, realize his potential mm-hmm. and, like, the change that he can affect. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. No, he he comes out of his shell for sure. Oh, like, yeah. I loved his arc. Yeah, I loved him. He yeah. was great. Um, okay. Well, I feel like before we move on to uh, Crazy for Loving You, do you want to know what your flower child name is? Yeah, I do. <laughs> okay. And if anybody else wants to figure out their flower child name, this was one of those... Um, what do you call them? Uh, name generators. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. That we shared on our event page. So, first letter of your first name. Do you do? Do you want to do B for Becky? Or? Yeah, do B for Becky. Okay. Wild. Okay. Color of the shirt you're wearing. Um. Okay. Well, ha- I'm in a conundrum because I'm wearing a gray shirt with a with a uh, light green uh, camisole. Uh, camisole okay. cardigan. I- <laughs> I think it's gray. I think you go with Should we go gray. with gray? Let's go with gray. Yeah, so water. So wild, wild water. Water. Ooh, good so far. 
And then first letter of your last name is F. Wild Water Hippie. Okay, Wild Water Straight Hippie. Straightforward to the point. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, like a, a hippie who can like swim on waterfalls. Yeah, yeah. Mine is wandering. When I posted it, it was wandering river essence. Oh, that's beautiful. It sounds like a perfume. I like it. But I think I'm wearing a different colored shirt today. Oh, so yeah. I'm now wandering vine essence. Okay. Okay. I like, I like the river one. Like I'm river sticking too. with river. Yeah. Wandering river essence. Yeah. Oh, sounds like I should be drinking kombucha. I know. Well, let's take a quick break for a podcast promo, and we will jump right back into things with Crazy for Loving You by Pippa Grant. See you soon. Hey, listeners. Have you heard the good news? Boobies and Newbies is officially part of the Frolic Podcast Network. The Frolic Podcast Network is a podcast community of everything romance and romance-related. The network includes some of the most innovative, interesting, and entertaining podcasts, including some of our previous guests from Too Stupid to Live and Tea and Strumpets. So check out the Frolic Podcast Network at frolic.media slash podcasts. And we're back. Hi. Here we are. I mean, we were gone for so long. Oh, ages. You know, it seems like it, but we're here, we're back, we're ready for more, and we hope you are too, because now it's time for the second part of this episode where we discuss crazy for loving you. I am so excited that we, I'm so excited to discuss this one, man. Oh, <laughs> it was wild. <laughs> yeah. No, this one, this one is, of course, the last book in the series, Crazy mm-hmm. for Loving You by Pippa Grant. Um, You know, and I realized that going into it, I feel like Pippa was the one that I was maybe the least familiar with reading, but Mm -hmm. I actually, when I was reading some of the descriptions for her other books, I realized that I had read a few. Yeah, yeah. And I think the reason I didn't realize it is because the, a few that I read were Mm co-authored, and so on my Kindle, they weren't popping up under Pippa Grant. Right, yeah. They were popping up under the other author. Yeah. So when I did see that I had read one of hers, um, actually a couple, I was like, oh, okay, I remember this one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here is the Amazon synopsis for Crazy for Loving You by Pippa Grant. Is there anything hotter than a growly, overprotective marine cradling a baby? (laughs) Probably not. My melted ovaries don't think so. When you work hard and have the bank account to prove it, you're entitled to play hard. I've seen some crazy things, I've caused some crazy scenes, and there's no shame in my game. But I'm still knocked off my stilettos when an insane chain of events leads to me inheriting a baby. The craziest part? The baby comes with a by-the-books, no-nonsense, retired Marine who's so regimented that I wouldn't be surprised if he irons his boxer shorts. Parenting? Bring it on. I don't need sleep. I once started my day with business meetings in Cairo and ended it three days later at a club in Melbourne. Changing diapers? Please. It can't be any more challenging than changing out of Spanx on the back of a moving motorcycle. (laughs) (laughs) This woman is like my idol. I know. Training the little guy to run the family's real estate empire? He'll be all our bosses by the time he's four. But living with my new co-guardian, the gruff, muscled, tattooed, former military man who manages to check all my boxes, mine too, Yeah. while trying to sneak under my skin, he needs to go. Because the longer he stays, the more layers he's peeling off my heart. But love isn't something that's ever diluted my gene pool, and I like 
my life just fine without it. I have awesome friends, this adorable baby, and and an obscene amount of money. Who needs love? Turns out, maybe me. Aww. And small note at the bottom, crazy for loving you is a larger than life ride through accidental parenthood featuring a fun loving billionaire playgirl, a crusty marine with a gooey center, a horny dolphin. <laughs> that horny dolphin makes his appearance in all the books. Oh by yeah. The, way. <laughs> the world's most obscene pool, dick pool, mm-hmm. and all the fun you'd expect from a world built by Lucy Score, Claire Kingsley, Catherine Nolan, and Pippa Grant. Yeah, I mean, I have to say. When I was done reading this, I was just like, this book was the Thor Ragnarok of (laughs) romance novels. (laughs) Like, it's just everything that, it was just, it went there, you know? And it really was just like chaotic in one of the best ways possible. I've never read a book this chaotic and delightful before. Yeah, it it was really like, I'm trying to think... Because it's not that I want to say it throughout, like, all the rule book sort but of But it did. Thing. There was so but, much that it did, though. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it really did. And not in a bad way. Like, yeah. I mean, it just, I mean, the very, <laughs> the very first page, you're at a funeral for these awful humans that yeah. have died. And you're laughing because mm-hmm. they, <laughs> because they were killed by a horny dolphin that distracted them and they ran their yacht into a <laughs> it's just it's like but it's it's so nuts and obviously it's like so deliberate and it goes there and it works so it works so well yeah it's true it's i mean and if there was ever an unconventional you know romance heroine it's daisy yeah i i I mean i could write a dissertation on daisy like everything about her this book just worked. Oh my god! I feel like like everything about this book, like if if like if it would be so off putting. Like mm-hmm. Daisy's character could be off putting. Um, the story itself is off putting. Like just like when you hear it in in theory, yeah. but it just it works so well. And you know, what, I don't know Daisy, what I mean by that, but no, I mean we said something similar about Derek in mm-hmm. the first book. Is we're like. Derek is so confident. Derek is so suave. Derek, we meet Derek when he's in an, a woman's home yeah. in her bathtub naked. Mm-hmm. In any other book, that would have been creepy as fuck. Yeah. And so predatorial. Mm-hmm. And in, you know, Lucy Score's book, it was charming. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's these women who authored these books worked together for mm-hmm. a reason and yeah. worked so well together. And what was great about Daisy is that, like, sometimes when I have guests on the show and uh, we talk about a female character, a-, a lot of them will be like, oh, this this fem- this woman, is she's so unsure of herself and it's annoying and mm-hmm. I don't like that. And, like, Daisy is like that. She and no. it, And it, like, but it works and it's not annoying. I mean, n- not that those, like, critiques that other people have really get to me I enjoy that but this this she was she was insecure in her own way and what I liked about I did not expect exactly it was was, such a great thing yeah yeah it it takes I think one of my favorite things about the series in general is the order that the books went in Mm -hmm. and I think that's important because I know Daisy throughout the other three books is definitely played up to be this party girl like you know she Mm -hmm. works hard she plays hard she jets off to Australia and then she's partying on a boat in Australia and she's hooking up with only foreign men she only loves fucking foreign guys I feel like if 
like in a way like the first three books set Daisy up to be this joke friend yes in the sense that like if you're in if you're seeing a rom-com like Daisy would be the like kooky best friend she's the Catherine Hahn exactly she's the Catherine Hahn and then um and I knew that like she she was gonna have her her story but like oh god I I mean like you don't think that like because there was this curiosity of like, okay, what are these layers to Daisy? Right. And you see these amazing layers that you yeah. don't like that you wouldn't expect. No, seeing her character in the first three books. Yeah, it was honestly it was kind of similar to Luna in that Luna's whole you know story is that she has put on this image for so many years that she she basically just believes that that's who she is. Mm -hmm. And Daisy is similar in a way in that she, but she knows that what she's putting out there is false or like it's an exaggerated version of herself. You know, like, Mm -hmm. oh, I've got to be the wild party crazy girl. I've got to do this and do this because that's part of what I do. Like, Mm -hmm. I can't raise a baby because... I'm this person, you yeah. Know? But, but I also ugh. loved that, like she, like the the side that she puts out, like is her. She's like this wild child. Yeah. But then when she gets that baby in her hands, mm. she's just like instant love. Melts. And it's almost like I was almost expecting this book to be like her holding the baby upside down from its leg and is like, "How do I do this?" What's a baby. But she immediately, because she's like, a, I, I think what I loved about this is that she's a good, loving person. Yeah. Um, she has a lot of love to give around. She's very altruistic but she covers it up by like being you know wild child yeah but she really is this maternal loving character and I didn't expect this from her I mean there's there's mention several times throughout the book about all these things that she does for other people Mm -hmm. that you know she she'll have restaurants that on random days every week she'll say I'm buying everyone's lunch today or yeah. she donates things to schools and she never wants publicity. She does it anom- anonymously. She just does this because she loves giving back and she loves people and that's yeah. by the end we figure out sort of her thing is that you know she's created so many relationships with people and she thinks and assumes that people just see her as this one you know party girl yeah. image but, you know, when she eventually makes that leap and, like, quits her, her family's company mm-hmm. and then she lets West and the baby go and mm-hmm. everything that, you know, she realizes, no, like, Daisy, people love you. Like, they yeah. want to work with you. You make people happy. Mm-hmm. You connect with people on so many levels. She connects with her employees. Mm-hmm. She knows everyone's names. Like, she knows what their kids names are and like whose wife is going through chemo treatment I mean oh god she is she's a constant fucking delight yeah and I think like what's so relatable about her is that like throughout the first three books like Daisy was the joke friend yeah and I think in this book it kind of takes this journey of like Daisy thinks she is a joke yeah and then having to learn like that is that me is that me that like she does learn that she has like value you know and like here's a woman who like very much acknowledges her privilege Mm -hmm. and um you know whatever it gives back in a way but I also think like I've always like been like everyone's best friend like I was always Mm -hmm. like the loud girl never get the guy yeah and I think like a lot of people have that experience of like I'm so like I'm loud and I'm not like people think I'm loud and obnoxious and you know I think in the past like guys have been turned off by that um you know like they don't want like loud 
quote unquote ugly goofy Becky you know but but it's it's a thing people go through it's like I I feel like that there is this trajectory of like still that like men want a demure polite woman right and to see like this this character who like breaks all of the rules oh yeah that shouldn't exist to begin with that not even that don't even exist anymore and still get the guy is just like this is a this is a profound fantasy for me she's the alpha like exactly she really is like she's Mm -hmm. taking on she takes on a much more masculine role like i mean in this story like you would you would think like you know in a lot of the romances i've read or even movies i've seen you have the um the uptight librarian-esque character in the mm-hmm. woman. Yeah. And then the male is more of the reformed bad boy, wild child, player, mm-hmm. you know, however you want to categorize him. And she gives him structure and he loosens her up. And yeah. it was nice to see more of a role reversal or gender reversal. Yeah, in absolutely. This one. And just like they're um like, like their banter was unlike anything that I've read before. Yeah. Because he jokes with her. They are so sarcastic with each other. And it's like, there's no, like, I, I don't know. Like, they're just, like, very blunt with each other. Yeah. And it's just, like, Daisy talks, like, a mile a minute. He, like, will just, like, deride her in a very sarcastic tone. Because his mom's a stand-up comedian. Right. And, and he's got that, that group of sisters and yeah. brother and everything. Oh, God. Their family. Both of their families mm-hmm. are fantastic. Yeah. They both are, like, in like in the best way possible, kooks. They're both <laughs> kooks. Even this guy who's, like, this military guy who's very used to structure, who's been through a lot of shit. Like, he's a fucking kook yeah well and one more thing i mean talk about you know reversing gender roles again Mm -hmm. is that and this wasn't the first book i think we saw this in the mogul and the muscle too Mm -hmm. is that you have jude in that book and then west in this one who are both very much searching for a a partner yeah like Mm -hmm. i thought that was really interesting in that they both sort of dabble in like the online dating realm Mm -hmm. and they're both ex-military men Mm -hmm. that you know when the book starts um they're looking for someone to settle down with yeah they want a nest i did this i did this and this time around i mean jude it was more of like okay i guess this is the next step Mm -hmm. west has had a series of unfortunate relationship slash dating disasters which yeah. again you typically see with female characters absolutely not yeah. so much with male characters mm-hmm. and it just happens to be that that is his sort of hang up yeah on getting involved with daisy is that he's only really gotten involved with single mothers like yeah. and then it just so happens to be that when he meets daisy is the day that she's inherited single a mother. Baby. yeah like, uh-huh. i mean it's, it couldn't be more perfectly timed. Yeah. Like, I didn't see that coming, that's right. for sure. And I didn't realize how big of a an obstacle that was going to be for their relationship romance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that was, that was an interesting take. Yeah, it, it was one of those ones where I really couldn't have predicted how this book was going to go. Oh my God, like, yeah. I, I just did not see this coming. I didn't see her being the way she was with how many, you know, um, how giving she is, but then also how many insecurities she has. Yeah. And then I didn't see him being this guy that's unlucky in love with single moms. Right. That the minute both of them are introduced to this baby, <laughs> Remington. Yeah. <laughs> baby Remington. Are, like, so in it to win it. Like, yeah. No yeah. matter what, I mean, they're calling it, you know, even... um 
even West, who is not blood related to this baby in any way. And still, after reading the book, I'm like, I don't understand how you were given custody of this child. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, he, I mean, he calls the baby his son. Like, don't, mm-hmm. I don't want anybody messing with my baby, my son. And, oh God, I mean, that'll make you melt. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I also think, like, what also played a character in this book. I already know where you're going. Daisy's house. Oh, okay. Oh, never mind. I was going to say West's balls. Oh, yes, West balls. <laughs> oh, my God. That is, I was thinking about that all day of, so like. that would be the yeah. side characters in this book. Is yes, just his, as often as you see the vigilionaires yeah. and their hubbies and we get to meet West's family. Mm-hmm. We also have the supporting role of Daisy's house. Her house and Wes's balls, which oh. are his brain. And they talk. Yeah, and they, they talk. talk to him. It was such a funny thing because I was like, do you guys do that? Like, I was right? like, and also, like, there were times where I was like, okay, his balls obviously, like, want to, like, spew on around Daisy because she's hot. <laughs> but then there's, like, sometimes where his balls are, like, like being like, should I get this uh, <laughs> burger today? Like, it was like, what are his, like, what are his balls, like, Thinking. What are their motivations? Yeah, like when are they when are they thinking about sex and when are they thinking about just like yeah. life I outside like, sex? When they went to lunch with Becca, who at, in the very beginning was sort of like this sort of love interest that yeah. West was thinking about pursuing, but it was very forced. Mm-hmm. But when um, when Daisy invites Becca to lunch with them and then she has this awful allergic reaction. Um, his balls were like threesome. I know. Yeah. It's like, what? <laughs> Yeah. And then there was things of like, I don't know, like something like, oh man, I should um, be with Remy. What would my balls say? Wait, what? Yeah. I know. God, it was so funny. It was, yeah. th- it was so funny. There would be so many conversations between him and his balls. There'd be conversations between like his right nut and his left nut. Yeah. Like, oh my God. They were, yeah. It was one of those things where, again, I was like, <laughs> didn't see this one coming, but. I know. And I do have like a thing, like balls are the weakest organ yeah. on a man. Like yeah. the, you punch them and you can like, a guy can, you know, is, you out for the count. I feel you know? like we've discussed balls on this podcast yeah. on more than one occasion. And mm-hmm. usually it's boiled down to like, we as women don't care about them and oh, men maybe not. care no. too much about them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I don't, you know, I, as a non ball owner, yes. wearer, mm-hmm. I have <laughs> yeah. you know how better to phrase that. Yeah. I can't speak for the balls. But, but it is like this thing of like, we, like, there is, this we live in the society where balls is still equated with strength. Yeah. And here is West Manhood. like yeah, here's West still like kind of live like thinking that that his right. balls are his strength. Yeah. Um and it's like, okay, West, like maybe eventually you should, you know, maybe think with your heart, you mm-hmm. know, think with, with mm-hmm. your head not because your like not your semen. Because like <laughs> Daisy could kick you in your strength and you would be the would. weakest fucker in the world. And she so would and she would do it in stiletto heels yeah. and then that's virility down the drain. Absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah, no, it's um but ugh. but I'm not and I'm not like saying that was a bad thing. I was I'm thinking that it, it is very West to yeah. do that. You know what I mean? Like it's like West as a as a person. Like yeah. obviously like it, you know, people shouldn't equate strength with with 
the a male no this member. is just gender you yeah know, it's gender stuff that, but like to have, have like west think this way is was yeah. a great great choice yeah there were on the, on the same lines of balls there were several moments that i marked uh just for the phrasing that i absolutely loved or the word choice mm-hmm. one of which was dick nugget oh yeah definitely liked that um fuckaroni Yep. I like mm-hmm. that. I feel like that's going to be a part of my lingo yeah. now is fuckaroni. Daisy loves coming up with her own words. Yeah. That's tight, great. tight pussy energy. Yeah. That I'm like, we need to use. Yes. Yeah. Because I feel like we talked about that before where we were like, there's big dick energy. And then what was like the other one? But tight pussy tight energy. Tight pussy energy. But even though, you know, no matter how tight or loose your pussy is, everyone's pussy is beautiful. Like, yes. yes. I just want to put that out there. But like, yes, the concept of tight pussy energy. Yes. Like, get yeah. it, girl. Yeah. A, a metaphorical tight yeah. pussy energy, mm-hmm. if you will. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it's uh, lots of good things to choose from. Yeah, that house, though. Oh, God. I, uh, it I was, could fuck a house. I know. It would be daisies. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was just like endless rooms yeah and endless like it, it was just in themes, themes everywhere everywhere it's, the craziest things and it was just like perfect well and it's perfect for her because talk about a woman where and we'll get to everyone's descriptions that they shared with us mm-hmm. um in our facebook event but talk about a woman who in the course of the book changes her hair color mm-hmm. she wears wigs she wears different styles uh, yeah usually sparkly mm-hmm. she has a different room for everything like yeah. she has her party rooms and one has a tr- has trampolines and ball pits and one has a dick chandelier because her, her mom her mom's a di- her mom reminded me of um uh the mom in fleabag who like makes like Ooh, dick nice. art yeah 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 but like not as like mean and stuff yeah. but yeah her mom's a di- a penis artist yeah. she like creates things to look like penises mm-hmm. sure um, including chandeliers yeah can you imagine like that kid is gonna be like it's so like this kid is gonna like grow up with penis art all around yeah. him and it's like that's fine like yeah. penises shouldn't be stigmatized it's just a no. part of the body no you know? exactly in fact I feel like they say it in this story where they're like just say just say vagina enough and I know. like he'll fine. just not even think about it anymore and it's good like a lot of people raise their kids that way and it's yeah. like yeah that's good you're not as like, opposed to like pee pee yeah, it's like not okay because then it's like you know, well, whatever. I don't. That's a, be whole like, it's a whole other conversation, and we're not going to yeah. tell you how to parent your kids when we are two childless women. Yeah, and again, <laughs> podcast is called stupid, so don't take advantage. Of it. Um, oh, stupids and boobies, stupids and boobies. This is yeah. here, right here. Oh man, but yeah, and then for me, the crowning achievement of her house is the fact that in her office. She has frozen yogurt dispensers yeah. built into the wall. Again, because of course she does. Right. Why of wouldn't course. you? Of course. Yeah. Isn't that rich? Like, it really does remind me of, like, I don't know if you did this, but I feel like I had at least once or twice when I was in school, like young school, elementary, mm-hmm. middle school, I feel like I had a teacher where it's like, go home and draw your dream house. And I yeah. feel like it was something to do with math in that you were not, it was like the area perimeter of like rooms mm-hmm. and stuff. But you got to do the fun stuff by like drawing what would be in each room. Yeah. And you know, my ass is thinking like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if there was like a theme for every room? Like, yeah, I like beachy stuff. Great. So I'll have a beachy themed mm-hmm. room. And then I love Broadway. So I'll have like one room covered in like mm-hmm. Broadway paraphernalia. Yeah. You know, it felt like it was like the mind of like a 16 year old that was given mm-hmm. 
bajillions of dollars and they're yeah. like, this is what I'm going to do. And I know. And I mean, she really does. Daisy really does have this young spirit. Yeah. Like that she just is all in, in whatever it is she's doing, her heart and soul, you know, mm-hmm. and that's, I mean, oh God, that's one of the things I love about her. Yeah. I think like Daisy is the Britney, the human version <laughs> of the Britney Spears song Circus. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I was. I was like, she's Britney. She's but Britney no, Spears. that makes more sense. No, but like thinking because I was because I you know was when I was driving out here listening to that song and I was like, yeah, this is Daisy's life for yeah. sure. Like her life is this hot, sexy circus, right? And there's like an organization to it, and there's like a like there's there's something about it that like it's yeah. not well. I mean, it's chaotic, but it's like organized chaos, and it all comes from like who she is as a person. She's not a hot mess. Yeah. She's Daisy. Well, and I will say, I think what's what sets this book aside from the other ones, and, and not in a negative or positive way, but. The storyline in this one is very different, like the central storyline from the others, because the other three all relate back to work issues. Yeah. Like the main issue that Emily, Cam, and Luna are facing are like image issues related to their businesses. Mm -hmm. And there's definitely a part of that with this one. But in this one, it's more of image issues related to the business of being a mom. Yeah. Which Mm -hmm. I thought was really interesting for Pippa Grant to, like, discuss because I feel like too often there's this idea of, like, what modern feminism is and that that means you're always going to choose your job above having a family or Mm -hmm. I don't need a man, I don't need a family to be my own woman. Well, yeah, absolutely, that's true. However... There are also people who do choose to have families and they want to be mothers yeah. and they want to be fathers. And there's nothing wrong with that. In fact, I just read a book that very much seemed like it was preaching feminism, but was also sort of shaming the characters in it that were moms. Yeah. And, you know, highlighting the women who were like in their 30s and 40s that were not mothers. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't, I don't understand. I want to live in a world where it doesn't matter. The feminist ideal is doing what you want. Yeah. I mean, and making yeah. a choice. Like, who cares if you're choosing to be a mother or not? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, the foundation of feminism is being able to, the freedom to make a choice. Yes. And so, like, the when you are making a choice for yourself, like, you are a feminist. Yeah. That's what it is. It's yeah. not, like, a type of woman or or the opposite of a type of woman. Like, right. fem- feminism isn't, like, a type. Feminism, feminism is choice. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. For both men and women. And men and women. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And beyond the binary. Exactly. Yeah. Um, some thoughts from our um, our book club participants on Our Darling Daisy. Pippa Grant, the author, mm-hmm. said her favorite thing is that she didn't make me go skydiving with her in order to write her book. She was uh, very, very kind that way. That's awesome. Oh, gosh. I would have loved to have seen that um, video, though, of Pippa jumping yeah. out of a plane. I just, like, jumping out of a plane in stilettos, <laughs> like, a lot of cleavage, just living her best yes. life. Yeah. So good. Um, mm-hmm. Tammy said... Her vulnerability, Pippa once again lures us in with the laughs and grabs our hearts and squeezes them. I loved every minute of the book, but watching Daisy open to love, the best. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that Mm -hmm. is, that's beautiful. Really well put, too. Ariana said, Daisy is so special. Her amazing personality, her tenacity, her unapologeticness, her generosity, not to mention how she doesn't even realize how benevolent she is. 
Not realizing how important, skilled, and intelligent she is, she dives into everything with all she has, and mediocre isn't in her vocabulary. Yeah. Yes! No, that's that's a great way to put it. And then Joyce mm-hmm. said, Daisy was a complete surprise to me, which we that's, both of course. can agree with. Yeah. As close as she was to her besties, she never let them into her inner sanctum. Only West. Yeah. And I loved that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. I feel like she doesn't really open up about a lot of her things until the end with her friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet when during their story, she was always there to support them. She was yeah. always there if they needed her. She's a great friend. Mm-hmm. She really is. Um, Cause, yeah, because it's like always like it's the most happy-go-lucky people who I think have the most, you know, who could be have a big internal conflict. Oh, and yeah. they cover it up so well that mm-hmm. you don't think that maybe internally they might be like struggling with who they are. But again, it's such a common thing, like that. It's a common narrative that we all have, you know. Yeah. Like we want to be pleasing people, we want to be fun, we don't want to be a downer. Mm-hmm. When and then we go home in our like ridiculous home and just like yeah. are eating or like turning in on ourselves and self sabotaging ourselves and thinking that we don't deserve anything. Yeah, you know? there's there's if nothing else in all four of these books, there's fantastic commentary about. I feel like many of the struggles that mm-hmm. women face nowadays mm-hmm. and because I, I can't speak on behalf of men but on in, for women there's so much internalized misogyny there's yeah. so much added pressure that we're putting on ourselves there's there's a big discussion about image mm-hmm. in all four books um there's a lot of discussion about what we deserve yeah. in all four books and I do think there's a lot of all of these books bring into light the idea of like women feeling guilty for their success and I think that is like a a major thing of like we all we all we are trying to do is say I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry yep and to have to like have these women who have these like crazy lives that I would love to have but like (laughs) also like going through the same kind of struggle that a lot of women go through of being like I need to stop saying sorry yeah you know that's what sets these billionaire these billionaire vajillionaire books apart from so many is that we're not seeing them flaunt their wealth it's not about them being rich it's about them being complex human beings that Mm -hmm. just happen to have money yeah and that's why I think these were my favorite bajillionaire or billionaire (laughs) books it's definitely my favorite bajillionaire for sure yeah because I feel like in so many other billionaire books that I love yeah and and there are exceptions their personality is money like their personality is the stuff they buy whereas this like their personalities are like molded from their backgrounds, how they're raised, the struggles that they go their through. Their values. Their values, yeah, yeah. For sure. Um, as far as the lovely Wesley Jaeger, do you say Jaeger? Because I'm thinking like Jaeger Meister. That's what I thought, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay, for sure. That's what I was thinking. Um, as far as Wesley Jaeger goes, um, here were some descriptions people descri- uh, people wrote for him. Robin said he's the perfect guardian figure. Mm-hmm. I felt he really enjoyed taking care of others. And it's that kind of man that made him twice as hot as he would have been without that trait. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Ariana said, West is probably the best book hero I've ever read. Agreed. This- <laughs> Abs- agreed. I'm here with you. Sorry, He's definitely in the yeah. tops for me. Yeah. The story about the... Oh, I forgot about this. The story about the date he went on with a drag queen. Ah, uh, my heart melted. Compassionate, caring, loyal, open-minded, and of course, so hot. 
Um, I told her that I loved that story too. And she followed up with my favorite quality in a man is being comfortable in his masculinity and being open and accepting. I forgot that that was when he's talking about his like string of, you know, failed dates Uh that there was one where his like, you know, bros like set him up with a drag queen as like a joke. Yeah. And Daisy's like, that's fucked up. And he's like, yeah, I know. I beat my friends up. And And he's like, like, yes. Yeah. We had a great date. Yeah. We like went out, we did Mm -hmm. this. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's, I mean, just that alone sets him apart. It's like a one paragraph thing Mm -hmm. in the story. But the fact that he's like, yeah, I still went out with him or yeah. her, and we had a great time. I keep in touch with her. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she does this, blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, love it. Yeah, and I do think, like, he makes her laugh. Like, he's really funny, and I yes. think that's why I really like him. Like, they're both funny, even though he's, like, a good, like, yin to her yang. Yeah. <laughs> um, they're still, there's they still have a sense of humor, and I just think, like, yeah. sense of humor it's such an important part of love and you like see it (laughs) yeah Connie Mullet said Wes takes care of people which Daisy learned so she's determined to take care of him it's so sweet and Tammy said and I love this silent protective dry humor strips daily in parentheses to take a shower yeah quietly vulnerable Mm -hmm. he was perfection yeah he was like a subtle comedy and she's just like laugh out loud comedy yeah and it makes so much sense when you meet their families too Mm -hmm. which by the way West's family is like the family I aspire to marry into because I'm an only child Mm -hmm. like Daisy yeah and I'm like oh my god I want nothing more than to be part of like some big ass loud family mm-hmm. so probably Italian right? yeah of course um, yeah. <laughs> hello <laughs> yeah. like, although it's, Calif- yeah. it's yeah. California it could be a Hispanic family too no, I mean listen okay. so many stereotypes Kelly I'm getting uncomfortable <laughs> 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 I'm just speaking from experience. No, of course, too. yeah. My same, Italian same, same. friends would nod their heads. Yup, uh huh. That's yeah. right. I mean, sure. Yes. Exactly. I mean, I'm was raised Jewish, and we're certainly loud. So yeah. Okay, great. Another mm-hmm. option. Perfect. Yeah. Welcome. You're always welcome. <laughs> but I just know I want because I never had siblings, and I love seeing the dynamics between like adult siblings mm-hmm. and like you know I want to be somebody's aunt. My cousin oh, yeah. just had a baby, and mm-hmm. he's the first baby in like our generation of uh-huh. the family, and I'm like. Oh my god, it's beginning. I know. Yeah. Yeah. They're great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah my yeah. younger cousin, mind you. So I know that come Christmas this year, I'm gonna be getting looks from grandma. Oh my god. Well, grandma, if you're listening, <laughs> get with the times. Get with the times. Grandma doesn't know what a podcast is, so Okay, well first you should tell her what a podcast is before you tell her I don't want to have kids. <laughs> Are you I don't I'm not pregnant yet. Yeah, no, she oh god, I love it. Love it so much. My favorite thing, um, this is my, I have grandma and then I have Mimi and Papa. Mm-hmm. And Mimi and Papa play Cards Against Humanity with us Aww. every Christmas. They don't know what it means. They don't know what the things are on the cards. But Mimi's claim to fame is when whoever's turn it is to read the cards, reads them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the card will be like, uh, children with ass cancer. And oh Mimi, that's one of my mom's favorites. <laughs> Mimi will raise her little hand and say, that one was mine. <laughs> <laughs> So she does. I love this Mimi. She's great. Every round. And then Papa is the opposite. He doesn't say anything. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of the round, when his card does not get picked, 
Um, he will then say, why didn't you pick this card? Uh And when you say, well, because I picked this one, because it was funnier, he will then go on to explain to you why, in fact, you were wrong. And his choice was the better choice. Thank God he's already married. (laughs) Oh, God. I mean, you know, they're in their 80s. Like, it was a different time. Like, Mm -hmm. I love him to bits, but, you know... They're at that age where I'm like, we're not going out to public anymore, right? Yeah, like, we're going to do yeah. this at home. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. <sighs> the holidays. It's the coming holidays. up, guys. Coming up. Coming up. I have to say, I definitely, um, super side note, I definitely did not see the fact that the baby was going to be kidnapped as being, like, the low <laughs> You point. didn't? Of course. <laughs> like, of course the baby's going to be kidnapped. That's the thing. Like, I should have predicted. Yeah. I should have predicted the unpredictable. Exactly. <laughs> that's exactly it. I was just like, who knows where this is going at this point? Okay, the baby's getting kidnapped. Yeah. I am here for this it. This is one of those stories where you just are along for the ride. Exactly. Like, yeah. there's, there's no way to predict what's going to happen mm-hmm. next. And you know what? Normally... I'm, that's not my favorite, but there was, it was still very much a romance, like, between the two characters. It was, it was a romance, it was just, the, the, the trajectory (laughs) is all there, the narrative is all there, but it was just, like, again, it was just, like, like, it was this beautiful, just, like, really well orchestrated chaos that all made sense. Yeah, I was lolling the whole way through. But oh, then yeah. also having these very touching moments. And I just I just can't get over how surprised I was by Daisy's character arc. And oh my God, yeah. Oh my God. It was it was so refreshing too. Cause that was I was thinking about it going into the book. I was like, I'm so curious what like her problem's gonna be. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, she seems like she's so carefree and, and she is. And yeah. you know, like has a great life and all this. And I just did not see that, like, internal mm-hmm. turmoil coming. Yeah. And I loved it. It was so good. It was it her, her, I think, like, her issue, or her issue, like, her internal conflict was um, very grounded. Yeah. And it was, like, yeah, like, you see, again, you see her as the joke and, like, all, like, you know, the joke friend in all other three yeah. books. And then, like, her, I don't know, like, it just, um... Yeah, I mean, I'm saying the same thing again and again, but it's just like... (laughs) Basically, it all just comes down to the fact that we loved this book. I mean, we loved the whole series. Mm -hmm. Like, we we said this in the first Blue Water Billionaires Book Club episode that there's no point for us to grade for our typical story syntax and sexcapades because it's tens across the board. If I could give the entire series a 10 out of 10, I would... Like, it's it's something that I feel like everyone needs to read. Yeah. Like, this is just such a great series. Mm-hmm. And it's so smart. And it's fun. And it's super sexy. Like, I think people think, you know, just because it's like a funny comedy that it's also not going to be hot as hell. And that yeah. is not the case. No. And so, yeah. Um, and even if, like, you know, maybe the humor isn't your cup of tea like it's not about the humor as much as it is about the characters and like no matter what they say that they make each other laugh like that's what's going to tug at your heartstrings yeah i hope that makes sense listeners does that make sense for sure um and i did read it like when i like when i was reading it i was like oh ever like should i go home and watch netflix and i was like no, I'd rather read these yes. books than watch, like, Stranger Things. <laughs> yeah, like, I, we said it already. We're disappointed that it's over. Like, no. I, and I, I want, 
a story for Alessandro, preferably with Jane from yeah. from the first book. Um, you know what, too? I know, because I, I hadn't read this, I saw a couple people mention this both in our Facebook group as well as in Pippa Grant's group, that um, w- these characters uh, are sort of a callback. We met... We meet Tyler Yeager, mm-hmm. who is Wesley's brother. Yes. And I guess he appears in another... Like a hockey, hockey series. series yeah, yeah, of yeah. Pippa's, mm-hmm. Which, by the way, I have not read, and I immediately am going to. Oh, no. We gotta get into hockey. Oh, oh. I am into yeah. hockey. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta get <laughs> No, let me rephrase that. I'm into hockey romance. I love yeah. hockey romance. Mm-hmm. I Hockey is like the one professional sport that like I've never been to a game for okay yeah I've been to soccer I've even been to like fucking tennis like love football Mm -hmm. love basketball but I've never been to a hockey game and I think hockey games are great because they like fight but I mean like whatever like the boards I'm like "Mm, this is this is the most sexual sport. I'll tell you that. Like, yeah. <laughs> yummy, yummy, but, um, yummy. Yeah. Let's, speaking of sexual sports. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> let's do you mind talk if we... about um, some sexy bits. And uh, some people just shared their their juiciest, their favorite juicy moments. Uh, mm-hmm. Myself included, which again is about the ball pits. Oh, yeah. Um, because sex in a ball pit. I gotta tell you, I've never seen that in a romance. So... At this point, after, you know, 10 plus years of reading, if you show me something new, bravo. Yeah, I mean, I had a friend who worked at DC Discovery Zone, and, like, all the time, they had to, like, clean out the ball pits because a kid (laughs) would, like, vomit. And so that's all I'm thinking of, like, the grossest thing that could happen. So it's like, oh, okay, great. Now ball pits are sexy again. (laughs) I no longer think about kids who barf in ball pits and poor teenagers who have to like clean it out i think of people fucking and getting it on can we trademark that hat though that's make ball ball uh pit sexy again yeah make ball pit sexy again again. and then you wear it around people are like who what are you talking about like what do you stand for and then you just hand them a copy of pippa's book yeah and then it's like read this read this yeah that was pretty much the crowd fave on our facebook group we had connie mention the ball pit ariana did robin did Tammy did. Oh, you know what? Ariana also mentioned the the hot scene in the library before they're interrupted oh by the baby. That was so... I think that was my favorite. It was hot. That was so hot. It was hot. Got yeah. some blowjob action in there. Love that. Got some finger it. Oh, yeah, it was, um, it was a good one. Yeah, that was hot. That was I, hot. of course, marked the ball pit scene as one to share. Um, did you want to share a piece from the library scene? Yeah. Um, let me... Yes. Let me do... A finding of it again. <laughs> yeah, cure up, yeah, you know. So um, meanwhile, let me let me grace you with the ball pit scene. And this is actually the scene where they, they first have sex. It happens to be in a ball pit. Mm-hmm. And before, you know, if anybody's confused and you haven't read the book yet, this is not a random ball pit at Discovery Zone. This, is that still a thing? Discovery Zone's still a thing? No, I think it um, okay. got bought. Okay, can I, I'm so sorry. He thinks with his balls... And they're in a ball pit. Right. I just put that together. <laughs> Although I feel like you're she's, welcome. she's the one that definitely initiates this one. Um, yeah, but it's like balls, you yeah. know, the metaphor. Balls deep. Oh, oh, balls, balls deep. Stop. Um, yeah, so this is this is a sex from the ball pit scene. And we'll start with, 
Ooh, God, I mean, it's such a tough spot. Okay, I'm going to start with where they're actually having sex. He's inside her. They're in the ball pit. And his sisters wander into the same room. They don't see them, but um, Daisy and West hear his sisters walk in. I freeze. Daisy freezes. And then she squeezes my dick with her inner walls and fuck, I'm going to come again. I pull back slowly, then push inside her while my sisters squawk about above us. If they jump in this pit, I'm going to dismember each and every one of them. Daisy flexes her channel around me again as I bury myself fully within her and oh fucking glory. She's so tight and hot and perfect. One more, she whispers desperately. Just one more, West. One more. I reach between us as I pull out, find her clit, and flick it as I drive in, and she bites my shoulder while she clenches tight and hot and hard. And suddenly, I'm coming too, stifling my groans in the crook of her neck while we climax together, hidden under layers and layers of balls, finally, (laughs) finally, feeling like I'm home where my heart belongs. <laughs> I mean, it's so good. I just love that it, it's a nice blend of like, it's hot, it's funny, but it's also sweet. You know, they're making love. Yeah, like, I mean, that's like, but that's their relationship, you yeah. know? Like, of course. Yeah. Okay, so, um, all right. So, Daisy has a secret library, as we all do. It's one of her many rooms. Yeah, uh, the, the, the amount of secret libraries I have in my studio apartment is insurmountable. Okay. That sounds like your vagina. Like, Oh, it is. She yeah. got a secret library. Oh, my God. I'm going to start calling my vagina secret library. you got to make those tote bags. Got to make more tote bags, dude, and have secret library on it. I should add that. That'd be a good one. We're talking about, by the way, tote bags that have romance novel names for vaginas and mm-hmm. penises on them so again Sazzle.com. Sazzle.com. Okay. So um it's it's like a, also a storm, which I think sex during a during a storm is mm. I love it. Yeah. Love, love it. Okay. So um so they're in the thing and okay. So giving myself to West isn't about feeling good for an hour. It's about letting him in. He's here in a room that not even Cam, Luna and Emily have been in. He knows I'm not perfect. He knows so many of my secrets. I want to know all of his. I want him to know they're safe with me. He drops the one knee and I whimper when our bodies disconnect. What? I start, and then he's lying me back on the fuzzy rug in front of my fireplace. Thunder rumbles deep and low and long outside, reverberating through the walls, while Wes slides down my body and sucks one pebbled nipple into his mouth. Mm. Oh, yes. Fireworks explode in my soul. I gasp and grip at his hair, holding him while he licks and sucks and nips at at first one breast, then the other. I'm soaking through my pants and my clit is hot and desperate. Yes, yes, yes. I chant while he feasts on my breasts and explores my ribs and my stomach with his hands. I hook my ankles around his back and suddenly he chuckles. Not going anywhere, Daisy. (laughs) He strokes a hand on my thigh and makes every nerve ending in my body stand up and beg for his touch. I've been fantasizing about touching you for, well, it feels like years. I can't let you go, I confess softly. I can't. This isn't a fast boom bang bye. (laughs) This is West. Yeah, it is. It's so good. And I, yes, yeah. Um, I know. I know. No, it's true. I yeah. mean, it's, oh, God, what's not to love about I want to be Daisy. I think that's what it is. I really want to be Daisy. Yeah. Okay. Well, this brings me to um, 
my final segment now that we've read all four books. Mm-hmm. And before we do our giveaways for Crazy for Loving You and Wild Open Hearts, all you had to do to be entered to win is join our Facebook event groups for mm-hmm. the two. So thank you to everyone who did decide to participate, join Yay, in thank with your you. comments. Yeah. We loved them and made the discussion so much fun. Thank you to all of our authors, too, for playing along and you know, they live such busy lives. And, you know, I know. You it means time. so much. It feels like, honestly, this is like the first time I really felt like part of a community. But, yeah. Well, you know what I mean? I mean, I am part of a community, but it really felt like I felt included. Do you know what I mean? Good. Yeah. Good. And that's how it should be. That's where we are. Loving Romance Landia community. Yes. This is us. Hear us roar. Yeah. Before we do our giveaways, I have one last segment for us, and that is our own little rendition of. Mary Fokker kill as far as Blue Water Billionaires go. Now, obviously, we don't want to kill no, anybody we're in not, these books. We're not heathens. No. We're not no. terrible people. We love our vajillionaires. We love the men that they allow into their presence yep. because that really is what it is, mm-hmm. is these men are lucky to be of a course. part of their lives. Oh, yeah. It's a privilege. Yes. And so our version is going to be Mary, fuck, friend, or party pal. Yeah. <laughs> like the pal you just want to like party with. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, and I'll ask you, let's start with the gentleman. Okay. Let's start with the gentleman. So Mary, fuck, friend, or party pal. And you've got Derek from The Price of Scandal. You've got Jude from The Mogul and the Muscle. You've got Beck from Wild Open Hearts. And you've got West from Crazy for Loving You. Okay. Well, hands down, marrying West. That, oh, I know, is so off the bat. Um, fuck would be Derek. Okay. Um, yeah. What's, what's Mary fuck friend? Friend party pal. Friend, I would say Jude. Okay. And then party pal, I would say Beck because um, – I have, like, they don't really talk about it in the book, but just knowing from, like, bikers that they really know how to party. <laughs> and, like, I know that, like, he's not really a biker anymore, but, yeah. like, maybe Beck still has that party side. And mm-hmm. just, can you imagine, like, going to a party and you're sitting at the bar and you're drinking, like, whiskey with a biker? Like, the coolness oh, factor. Yeah, I, yeah but yeah. then I want to fuck him. I, I know. <laughs> it's well, tough. you know, maybe the party pal can party a Listen. little bit later than yeah. the typical party battle. Listen, you know, maybe <laughs> it's fluid. Maybe it's a polyamorous yeah. situation. Fine by me. Oh, yeah. That's a whole different, you know, question I love to ask. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so for me, so when I first think of party pal, the first thing I think of is in the Mogul and the Muscle when they go to that 80s party. Yes. And yes, yes, yes. gets down in like a mesh top. He is here for it. Yeah, like yeah. I never would have expected him to be like the party guy, but I'm like, yes, that's it. That is who I want by my side. He likes a theme party. Oh my gosh. And the same boy. Like mm-hmm. I am all about a theme party. Oh yeah. Show. You know what? I totally see, I totally see Jude for you. Yeah. yeah. We're going to party. We're going to yeah. party. So mm-hmm. Jude and I are going to party. Um, I think, oh God, marrying is tough and, you know, fucking is tougher too because they're all just so (laughs) delightful. I know. This is a tough one. Yeah. I think, um, I think I would be friends with Derek. Oh. I think I would be friends with Derek. Yeah, that's, he could be a good friend. Because he's just so fun and he's so, I think our personalities are too similar for us to be married. Okay. So I think I would need somebody a little softer for Mm -hmm. me to be married to. 
in terms of like their temperament. So yeah. he would be a great friend though. We would do all sorts of things. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, he would do my hair. Right. Obviously. Oh yeah. You oh, you're choosing all the right ones. <laughs> Girl, I gave this some thought. I like, know. don't you worry. Um, and then when it comes to marrying or fucking, oof, I think I would marry. Oh God, this is tough. I think I would marry Beck. Knew it. I knew it. I knew you would say marry yeah, Beck. I think I would marry Beck and I'd fuck West. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. All of those. I mean, really, let's be honest. You can't go wrong in any of these. Well, yeah, because none of them are, like, kill. They're all just, no. like, they're all going to be in your life. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, this was, yeah. Yeah. So that's I, think that's, I think that's where I would go. Yeah. But, um, okay, how about our leading ladies? So we've got Emily. Mm-hmm. We've got Cam. We've got Luna. And we've got Daisy. Mary, fuck, friend, party pal. I mean, I would friend Daisy. Yes. And I know that, like, maybe people will be like, oh, you should party with her. But I would friend her. And then I would party pal with Cam. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because she's just, like, a cool inventor. And I bet, like, she Because I just want to, like, get on that tricked out um, golf cart and just ride all yes. around. Yes. Well, and isn't she the one that like soups up people's vibrators too? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like I just feel like on. I want to roll into a party <laughs> with uh, Cam just like drinking pink champagne on this on this like um, uh, golf cart. Yeah. That seems great. So that so part so party friend I think I would um, so we have Mary and fuck. Yeah. Let me think. Um I'd fuck Luna. Yeah. And Mary Emily. Yeah, I think yeah. ours are actually going to be really similar because mm-hmm. I would say Mary Emily. Yeah. And also fuck Luna. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> the reason, too, is there's no way I could be in any sort of, like, long-term relationship with somebody that's that healthy. Yeah, I know. And it's just, I mean, it's, it's just because I know that I couldn't be. Like, I think I'm going to friend Cam mm-hmm. and I'm going to party yeah. with Daisy. Totally. Yeah. So yeah. we were we were super close. Very and similar. Yeah, again, like I mean they're all top top choices. Oh yeah. All four. So no. yeah, perfect. We're not letting any of them go. No. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us and we've got nothing left for you except for a couple of special giveaway prizes. Mm. So thank you again, everyone who participated in the book club. Um, And let us know if this is something that you want us to do again in the future, because I do like this sort of like book club format. I mean, and let me know, let Kelly know if you want me back. Oh, of course. Because I will be here. And if, you know, you don't want her back, just, you know, let me know. Yeah, just say, put, put, tell Kelly to put it nicely. (laughs) (laughs) And of course, you can find Becky and Too Stupid to Live podcast on the Frolic Network. Yes, with my lovely Frolic buddy, Boobies and Newbies. Yeah, amongst many others. I know, We're in good company, so. But anyway, to close it out, let's do a couple giveaways. And first up for, um... Wild Open Hearts. Okay. We got the winner is Ariana Marie. You get it, girl. Yeah, Ariana. You go, Ariana. You go, Glenn Coco. Yeah. <laughs> Ariana Coco Marie. <laughs> and then closing it out with Crazy for Loving You, our giveaway winner is going to be Miss Robin Sweeney. All right. I'm looking at one of her comments, which features five cat emojis with exploding heart eyes. That's, yeah, love it. Love, love it. it. That's love Daisy. It. That's Daisy 2T. Exactly, yeah. So Any well crazy served. emoji is Daisy 2T, <laughs> I guess, but yeah. Yeah, so thank you guys so much again for participating in the book club. We've had so much fun reading this. We've had so much fun talking about it. 
we're so sad that it's over. Mm-hmm. But again, I'm I'm holding out hope for for Jane and Alessandro. I know. And Kelly, this thank you so much for having me on. Like this just like made me it like soli- like reinforced my love for romance. This was so fun. Oh, absolutely. And if anybody has not read these books yet or maybe you're just in the middle of book 2, book 3, you need to read all of them. Yeah. You do. They you need them. You need to recommend them to a friend. This is how we get people to destigmatize romance is mm-hmm. by having them read books like this that are fantastic romance novels. But they are also fantastic pieces of literature. Yeah. Doesn't matter what genre they are part of. They are good books. Yes. Yes. So get out there, get reading, and, uh, you know, stay boobies and stupid. Yeah. Stay. <laughs> make you sure your boobies are stupid. There you go. Thanks so much for listening. Boobies and Newbies is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.